Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession in a healthy way. And today's guest is um, someone I met because we have a shared vision and love of all things that have to do with positivity and mindset and the importance of how that helps keep us well and do things um, in a healthier way. And Dr. Matthew Arau is the author of Upbeat Mindset, Mindfulness and Leadership in Music Education and Beyond. He's also the founder of Upbeat Global and is associate professor of music and the chair of the music education department and symphonic band conductor at Lawrence University in Appleton, Wisconsin. Dr. Arouse serves as leadership editor for GIA Publications. He's a board member of SLAM and he's a Con Selmer education clinician. Before teaching the college uh, scene, he was a uh, middle school and a high school band director for 15 years. So he has seen everything, including how teachers are prepared for, for going into this profession. He uh, continues to be active, not only at the university, but um, he goes out and does all kinds of professional development. He's been at 34 states and four con- uh, continents in person presenting workshops. He's part of NAFME national conferences um, and just happened to catch him between keynote speeches. So we are getting a wealth of information in the next like 15 minutes or so. So I'm going to shut up because you are here to hear from this guy himself. Dr. Matthew Arrow, thank you for being here. And um, what did I leave out or what, how, how would you like to uh, introduce yourself to this group with a little bit more? Oh, my gosh, Leslie, it's, a, it's an honor to be on your amazing podcast where we're just going to share some quick tidbits because I know we, as busy band directors, we don't have a whole lot of time. So I'm excited to dig in and, and thanks for the generous introduction. Oh, of course. I'm uh, just so happy that you're here today. So I want to talk about your book because you put so much good stuff in there. We can just, we can just have you talk about stuff in there because I already know it's going to be amazing. And your book is called Upbeat. Mindset, Mindfulness, and Leadership in Music Education and Beyond. And in it, you discuss the importance of a positive mindset. And, you know, we often hear about toxic positivity. So if you're all out there going, ooh, I don't want to do this, let me say this man is not going to talk about that. He's This, this, is, this is a whole different approach, and I've seen it in person, and, and it's amazing. Um, so can you share with us a few practical strategies that busy band directors can use to maintain an upbeat mindset? despite the pressures and challenges we face in our roles. Yeah. And it's easier said than done, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Right. That's what we're going to talk about it. So the concept of the upbeat actually connects to being a conductor. And if you think about as a conductor, when you give the prep beat, you hear the music in your mind before it's created, right? So we imagine the music in our mind and we imagine what we want to create ahead of time. That's really what having an upbeat mindset is about. Many of us during life, we focus on what's wrong. Wouldn't you agree? (laughs) We just... As a rehearser, when we're rehearsing, we think about everything that's wrong. Uh, maybe in life, it's so easy to go down that negative rabbit hole because there are a lot of things that are wrong and the challenges and struggles. But the idea of an upbeat mindset is rather than focus on what's wrong, focus on what you want to create. And that's a whole different idea. Focus on solutions. So it's not that we ignore challenges and struggles because they're certainly there. But what are we going to do about it is, the, is what it means to have an upbeat mindset. So we're solution oriented. We're solution finders. And we find when we can find the positives to look at, 
it actually expands our horizon of possibilities, like literally in terms of brain neuroscience, when we can focus on gratitude, for example, or, or focus on uh, something that uplifts us or spend time with somebody who uh, has that energy that we want to just feel more of. It actually helps us get in a positive frame of mind. And when that happens, we are actually able to be uh, better at relationships. Our immune system goes up. We feel better physically. We're actually smarter when we're more positive. And, uh, you know, it's all the qualities that I think we want to have as a teacher to be there to support our students. So uh, having an upbeat mindset is, hey, maybe I'm not there uh, right now, but I know that I can be there in the future. Certainly there's parallels with growth mindset, which is this idea that, you know, if you have to say, I can't do it now, it's I can't do it yet. And so being really aware of your self-talk is a strategy I wanted to share with teachers today and to think about how am I talking to myself? So sometimes as teachers, maybe often as teachers, we tend to be really hard on ourselves. And sometimes we talk to ourselves in a voice that we would never talk to a child with. Wouldn't you agree, Leslie? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And so I try to think of like, how would you talk to yourself if you were talking to your eight-year-old self, (laughs) as an example? How would you treat yourself? And and I like to think now as trying to treat myself like I'm my own best friend and to really start to think that it's okay to love yourself. I think so much often as teachers, it's always about external, uh, like how can we serve and lift everybody else? But it's time that we recognize in order to to fully love another, it begins with that self-love. Like we can't give what you don't have inside. So having an upbeat mindset is is, uh, being aware of your self-talk focusing on where you want to go, setting an intention for what you want to create, rather than being a pinball, bouncing around the pinball machine, taking back control of your life by being intentional. And for me, it begins in the morning, setting that trajectory and then reconnecting to my intention throughout the day. Welcome band director bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tune systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you. Get you signed up and embark on this wellness journey together because together we rise. Taking back control of your life by being intentional. And for me, it begins in the morning, setting that trajectory and then reconnecting to my intention throughout the day. The upbeat part where you said we always focus on everything that's wrong um, versus what you want to create. We've all done this. Have you ever gone into a rehearsal not having done the score study you need? So you're kind of sight reading with the kids. You don't know what you want. So you don't really know how to get them there because you're not sure where you're taking them. And it's the same. Yeah. So it's what a beautiful musical. Um, you, you had that such such a beautiful musical example. And I love your title. Every time I think of that, I'm just like, oh, so many things you can apply it to all of life. Upbeat. So, um, yeah. So I know you've got a ton of experience and re- have done a lot of research in the field of music ed. So I want to ask you to share, like, do you have any productivity or time management tips that um, 
we tend to juggle multiple things at once, right? All the time. It's not just walk in and do rehearsals. So um, what, what advice would you give for, for folks on, on that side of it, the time management or productivity? Well, what's fascinating is the, the world of distraction that we live in <laughs> and the science of distraction and, and how like a ping from our phone or glancing down at a text even or, or being uh, working on uh, preparing a lesson and then an email dings and catches our attention. It takes so much time to redirect back to what we were focused on if we're distracted. So for me, it's about setting aside that time, even if it's only a 10 minute block that you're like, okay, this 10 minutes, I'm going to study this score. I'm going to prepare for this next class. I'm going to turn off the phone. I'm not going to look at the computer. I don't know about you, but there's so many distractions. Even when I'm working on my computer, I'm getting notifications, all this kind of stuff. And, and we're not wired to be able to handle all those distractions. And so we need to actually be uh, much more proactive about shutting down the distractions I would advocate for. And for me, I find that if I can just have that quiet time of focus, boom, I can get a lot done. Hey, I know that we don't have, you know, uh, uh, like a block of hour or two hours during the school day to, to do that score study that we'd love to be able to do. But uh, we all know that if you can be really intense for 10, 15 minutes, that's really, really important. When you do have time to study, actually, I want to share the Pomodoro technique, which is really important. And what that is, is if you can set aside block time to prepare, maybe on the weekends, it's important to work a focused for 50 minutes and then take a 10 minute break and then work for 50 minutes and then take a 10 minute break. And on that 10 minute break, avoid the temptation to look at your phone, <laughs> avoid the temptation to check your email, like really take a break every 10 minutes. It's going to increase your endurance. So you'll be able to have high energy throughout the entire day. Um, because if you don't take those consistent breaks, you're you can only work so much and then you'll just crash. Uh, but when you really want to have an intense uh, productivity time, I just want to share that with folks. And, and that that's, definitely proven by science. It's, it's something I've learned and it's, it's allowed me to accomplish uh, so much more by taking those 10 minute breaks, stepping outside, doing some jumping jacks, by the way, in terms of productivity, it's about energy. I think sometimes we forget about it. We think about like, Oh, let's do, you know, the, we think about the, the quadrants that Stephen Covey talked about, you know, we want to do like not urgent and important, those kinds of things, but really it's about how do you sustain your energy through the day? So here's a quick tip, go ahead and stand up, and if, you, if you're in a place where you can do this right now, just start to bounce into your heels and just bounce up and down into your heels and just kind of like bounce and get wiggly like your Gumby, just like shake it out. And I know your students will think you're crazy if you do this, but just go ahead and bounce. And this is actually from a, a Chinese energy practice called Qigong. And it actually is some, uh, uh, something I do every single morning after doing my morning stretches, do some yoga stretches. And I'll do this bouncing in place and it completely energizes you. You want another tip, just go ahead and take your hands and kind of lean forward a little bit and just pound your lower back up and down along your kidneys. And that will energize your entire body. So those are two tips because a lot of productivity is just that we're low energy. We're not getting as much done, but if you can keep your energy up, uh, go ahead and do that. And you could do that between classes. Totally. If your energy is like, oh, Matthew, that's you're brilliant. You, more than one or two tidbits that I'm getting today. You guys, this is a jam-packed session. Yes, I know who to bring on board, don't I? <laughs> Just pat myself on the back. Hey, I know you, you have this thing you talk about in your leadership workshops and the like, the power of get. Can you tell us what that means and um, expand on it for us? Absolutely. Uh, the power of get is, is something that, that came to me in a, a morning when I was journaling during the pandemic. I was journaling on September 12, 2020. And, and on that day, I started thinking about the day before, and, and, but I didn't journal on the day before uh, September 11, 2020. I actually went back in time and reflected on my 9-11 experience. And I was in my fifth year of teaching. I was a middle school band director. And... <laughs> It was, of course, a, you know, 
a horrible, a traumatic day for, for everyone. And I was journaling about, it. I remember the power, what I call the superpower of music on that day. And in my seventh grade band, uh, Performing uh, America, um, out of the method book, um, right over and over and over again and then in, in the eighth grade band performing uh, amazing grace uh we, we turned the television off uh, in the second half of the day for the seventh grade bands and the eighth grade bands and we played amazing grace right we played this arrangement of amazing grace we just played over and over and over again it was like so heartfelt so emotional and 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 as i was journaling about that day i thought about how you know this is where the real power of music when when we're when words fail music speaks and 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 i we really learned it together on that day how important music was and as i was journaling about that i started thinking about my to-do list. And because, um, you know, during the pandemic, all the stuff we're going through, reflecting on 9-11, in my to-do list, I just added one word and that word was get. And it was the same kind of to-do list I had to do every day, but it was like, I get to email Sarah, I get to call Mark, I get to, you know, prepare my classes, I get to study my music, I, I you know, I get to, you know, this, I get to attend a faculty meeting on Zoom. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, it was like, I get to, yeah, I get to, I get to, I get to, and, and it led me to, to think about that power of the word get, because it really fired me up. And, and when I thought about the word get, I thought about the word yet, you know, from Carol Dweck's research on, on growth mindset, which is fantastic. And it, like, you can't do it yet is about hope. It's about the future. But I realized, what is get? Why am I so excited about it? I realized get is about the present moment. It's about right now. I get to have this breath. I get to be with you, Leslie. We yes. get to have this conversation. It's like, it's so amazing. And all we know that's guaranteed is the present moment. And that's why I got so excited. What if I could live in what I call the spirit of get and what I also call now the power of get. And I assigned meaning to each of those letters. G is gratitude. And when we find when we focus on gratitude intentionally, even when we're having a hard day, if you find one thing to be grateful for, your mind will start to scan your environment to find other things that you're grateful for because our thoughts are sticky. So if we focus on something that we're grateful for long enough, that becomes a sticky thought. It starts to attract other thoughts like it. We'll start to see other things that we're grateful for. And all of a sudden, our mood starts to lift. E is enthusiasm. And the word enthusiasm, the origin is actually from Greeks. And, and it actually literally means the divine within us. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> to live with enthusiasm. Think about the, the spirit within you. And what if you could live every moment with enthusiasm? And, and, and talk about an example for all of us, Leslie Moffat. Holy cow, right? And then a T is treasure. And T is treasure to, to treasure the folks in our life, our students, to treasure even our administration folks, right? Treasure the people in our lives, our family members. But you know what the most important treasure is you. I think that's the that's the hidden treasure. Maybe that's the, the, the most uncharted territory is, is looking within and seeing the light within each one of us, because each one of us has a light to shine, to give. And the more you let your light shine, that you you empower your students to have their light shine. And so how do you live with the spirit of get? How do you live with the power of get? You start to put get into how you talk to yourself. I get to have this day. I get to work. I get to meet with students. And as, uh, some teachers even write, I get to statements on, instead of I can statements, I get to statements on the board. They've made power of get boards where students share gratitude for each other and completely change the culture of the room just with one three letter word. Well, guess what's going up in my school room next year? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Cause yeah, I love that. I've, yeah. 
It's just so cool. Well, finally, we have a minute or so here to finish up. And you've spent a lot of time working with future music educators as they're leaving your care and going out into the world. And so they get all your expertise all the time. So could you share one bit of info of, of your expertise or uh, advice for our newest music teachers, newest band directors out there that you've got for them? Awesome. First of all, I'm just so excited for, for new teachers. Uh, keep that enthusiasm, that idealism that you have, and, and just continue to foster it. Hang out with people that lift you up. But my piece of advice is to never be afraid to ask for help. Never be afraid to ask for help. Reach out, connect with mentors. We want to help. And I found that the teachers that are the most successful, that serve the students at the highest level, are those teachers that have brought in guests, brought in guest clinicians, and just were curious. And anytime they were at a conference, they didn't just go to the conference uh, session and leave. They would wait in line to talk to the person, make connections. So realize that we are a connected profession and continue to seek out mentorship and ask for help. I still ask for help to this day. I'll never stop. <laughs> Absolutely. That, yeah. And we want to help each other, don't we? I mean, as a band directors, we want we want to pass the baton, if you will. So that's perfect. And, you know, I always want folks to have a takeaway from this episode. Well, you guys need a suitcase for all the takeaways that we were provided to today. So thank you. Thank you, Dr. Matthew Arrow for being here. Right. Um, and I want to thank all of you band directors out there who are doing this important work and making a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music education. The work you do matters, and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to Make Your Life a Little Easier. <laughs>